Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to the Bleacher Connection presents Are You Kidding Me? With your hosts, Trevor and Ken. He's Trevor. You can find him at, at the BleacherCon1. I'm Ken. You can find me at the BleacherCon2 on Twitter. We have our Facebook page, the Bleacher Connection podcast, and our webpage, thebleacherconnection.podbean.com. For those of you that might be checking out Are You Kidding Me? for the first time, simply here's what it is. We take a couple of good topics that really hit, you know, close to our heart and we go off. We have no filters, no holds barred. We just kind of tell it as it is. You know, we may have the same opinions. We may have differing opinions. We don't know pretty much Ken and I, all we know is the topics that we're going to talk about. That's about it. I have no idea how Ken feels about some of this stuff and he has no idea how I feel. So we hope you guys really enjoy this. We have a lot of fun recording these episodes. It's just a chance to be open and honest and, and uh, good times to be had by all. Before we get going to our main topics, uh, we want to start with a couple of uh, some honorable mentions. And Ken, what's your first honorable mention of the week? Well, I think for mine, it's a, are you kidding me on behalf of Chris Paul? I, I, I'm not a big NBA guy. I, I got some, some feelings from when the Grizzlies left Vancouver. But I, I do find it funny that a, a player the caliber of Chris Paul when he went to the Suns in the offseason, everyone was counting him out saying the Suns can't win with Chris Paul. The Suns aren't going to do anything. The Suns are two wins away from being in the NBA finals with Chris Paul. I, I, I think, are you kidding me? Like, how do you figure Chris Paul fell off the NBA world into a pit and is not still a top player? I, I think, it. you know, LeBron always talks about the disrespect that's put on him and everything. I, I think Chris Paul has a much bigger argument for that. So for me, that's well, one of my honorable mentions. I got to go on, uh, on a bit of a tangent on that one. And I'm just disappointed. Chris Paul's not playing with the Lakers because we all know he should be. And that got next. And just think of how many championships he would have already won by now. So, you know, good on him for getting on this run. It's nice to kind of stick it to your old team and, I get a, an honorable mention of mine is, and I'm actually going to stick with the Phoenix Suns game two of that series. Oh man, are you kidding me? The final 10 seconds, essentially what three lead changes and you got a, a, a game winning alley-oop with 9.9 seconds left. Like, wow. One of the best finishes I've seen to an NBA game in recent memory and, and just phenomenal. So Right, right there is an are you kidding me for sure, but honorable mention only because we got a couple of other really good topics. 
Uh, any, anything else that catch your eye that you, uh, you know, we could have talked about this week, but we're not going to. Well, I think uh, some news out of the NHL. I mean, we all know Gretzky signed with TNT as an analyst, but now ESPN's got Mark Messier as a analyst coming in there. I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, these guys have the personalities. I know TNT does a great job with their NBA panel, but I don't know that these guys are really going to be potentially bringing what you're looking for to, to the audience when you're looking, watching in the States. I don't know. I just hope it's not seven years or whatever these contracts are. We're hearing how the Oilers are going to win the Stanley cup year in year out. Yeah. What I'm worried about is, and you, you alluded to it in the NBA and TNT, the reason there that format works, I understand the NHL is trying to get a similar format. They have dynamic personalities on that show. Well, last time I checked Wayne and Mark aren't exactly, uh, the most outgoing people. And, and I'm very interested to see how Mr. Gretzky does on that. He very well Mr. might Gretzky. kind of play well, on formal. some credit. He's Wayne the whiner. Is that better? Got to give him some credit. He might be able to be that voice of reason on the panel. You know, you get two guys sitting opposite him kind of going off and then he actually tells them the truth. Maybe that is the way they want to go, but I'm not sure. So, yeah, I mean, there, there's no personalities in the NHL. Like, there are in the NBA. You got Shaq and Charles Barkley on that panel. They got four people there. You only need two. You need those two because they have no problem going at each other and people enjoy watching the back and forth. It's going to be difficult. I think regardless, Kevin Bieksa on hockey night in Canada is a little bit He's like awesome. that. I, I love Kevin Bieksa on that panel. It is. I actually watch it now where before I just change the channel or go do something else while it was intermission. Now I actually tune into games that I didn't really care about just to watch the panel because he he has fun with it. He's a he's a lot of fun to watch on there. What about you? Yeah, Any more other is, honorable mentions? Um, nah, not really. Anything else you wanted to quickly touch on? I mean, I mean, I know I sent it to you, and we were like, "How is this happening?" The Yankees pulled a triple play against right. the Blue Jays. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and then a couple of days later, they do it again. Not to the Jays, thankfully, thankfully, because I think this entire show would be three hours of, are you kidding me? If the Yankees pulled two triple plays on the blue Jays in under a week, but luckily it wasn't. So yeah, I, how often do you see a triple play, let alone two by the same team in under a week? It just insane. Well, uh, to be fair though, the Yankees really only turned one triple play and the blue Jays ran into a second triple play. So absolutely, I, I guess they get credit for two triple plays, but let's be honest, hey, they really only did get one. It's like an ugly goal in the NHL. They don't draw how, draw it up on there and, uh, you know, say good goal, ugly goal. How the hell did that go in? It's just a goal. So it's just a triple yeah. play. Yeah. The, the score sheet's going to look good. They're going to be, you know, pumping that one for a little bit. That's for sure. But it's definitely uh, something unique. You don't you don't see that in baseball that often. And, and to be brutally honest, that's one of the reasons why I love baseball so much is the 162 games a year with how many teams, 32 teams or something like that. And yet every week you see something you've never seen before. And whether that's base running blunders by the Pittsburgh Pirates or Toronto Blue Jays to amazing catches in the outfield by Jim Edmonds, like it's just, you see something new in baseball every week that I don't think you get in fo in football or hockey or basketball, especially not basketball. In my opinion, like it's a basketball game's pretty, you, you know what you're going to get almost all the time. But one of the things that really draws me to baseball, 
And, and while we're on the topic of baseball, Ken, let's get started with, are you kidding me? Our first topic has to come from baseball. Absolutely. It has to. And you sent me a tweet in the last, I think it was last day or so, pretty much where Rob Manfred in discussions about uh, kind of how's this sticky situation going over the first few days, more or less going, well, I think it's working great. Yeah. Are, yeah his, you, are you kidding me? This is a disaster. Well, like, come on. His quote was the first two days have gone very well. Now, very well. Yes. Let's put some context to that. Now, is he saying the checking of pictures? So let's go back here. We, we spoke last on our uh, Bleacher Connection episode where we talked about what's going on in Major League Baseball with pitchers being caught, busted, using sticky substances for whatever reason they want to throw out there to cheat. Well, baseball took that and said, okay, you've made us look bad. We're going to check you regardless. So in one game, stupid baseball, <laughs> after the first inning, Max Scherzer was checked for sticky substances. So the umpires come out, stop him from leaving the field. They, he takes his hat off, takes his gloves off, glove off, unbuckles his belt, shows him everything. He's good. Third inning, Max Scherzer comes off the mound. He gets checked again because they're doing two checks. First, third, whatever. Well, fifth inning, now Joe Girardi, the Phillies manager, calls for another check. Well, now, now Scherzer is just annoyed and he acts like a child. I think I sent you that video as well, where he just like That's amazing. throws the hat on the, on the field, throws his glove down, rips his belt out, unzips his pants and gets checked. And then he goes off and actually Joe, he starts beaking at Girardi. Girardi beats back. I think Girardi got tossed. Good. Now, if, and then Sergio Romo did one better as the ump comes out, he just chucks his stuff down takes the belt off, chucks it next to the glove and hat and like pulls his pants down to his thighs. Like, here you go. Check me out. <laughs> and it's ridiculous, but I have zero sympathy for these pitchers. These pitchers made major league baseball look bad on them. And, and major league baseball does not get a free pass for me because they've allowed it. And by turning a blind eye, the, but pitchers got so obvious with it. That Major League Baseball said, fine, you want to make us look bad? We're going to make you look bad. That's what I think. That's my personal opinion. Is Major League Baseball is going out with a vendetta to make the pitchers look bad because they were trying to get an advantage on it. So are you kidding me, guys? You you don't you shouldn't be pissed off at Major League Baseball for this. Be upset with your fellow pitchers who were using sunscreen and rosin or this spider tax uh stuff. Like Every, well, I think it was the Los Angeles Angels clubhouse guy was making all of this stuff for pitchers throughout the entire league. Not, he was helping every pitcher outside of his own club too. Like, it, are you kidding me? It's cheating. And if this is what it's going to take, I don't care. Let it happen. Make the pitchers look bad until one of them gets caught. See, I, I'm going to somewhat disagree with you. I, I agree with you on the point that the pitchers, they cheated. They were cheating. We need to do something about it. But you say you have no sympathy for the pitchers. I do. These are still professional athletes getting paid to do what they do. They're very good at what they do. Max Scherzer is one of the most respected people in the league. Garrett Cole, one of the most respected pitchers in the league. They're getting made a mockery of right now. They're being disrespected horribly, in my opinion, by getting checked multiple times a game. And 
it, it's going to throw them off. There, there was a situation that happened where a rookie making his major league de- debut tossed, you know, six solid innings in his debut coming off the field should be coming off the field to a standing ovation. Nope. He gets that moment ruined for himself because umpire you come here stripped down they ruined that moment for that pitcher for the rest of his life so shame on baseball for making a mockery of these guys do they need to crack down on it? absolutely but do they have to do this on public display on the pitcher's mound can they maybe not go into the dugout outside of reach of the cameras can they not do something else other than having these guys essentially having to strip down, take off their hat, run their hands through their hair, their belts, their gloves, gloves getting confiscated. This is a joke. And baseball looks so Bush league right now that they make the NHL look good. And I'm sorry, that's hard to do because the NHL is probably the biggest Bush league of them all in comparison to professional sports. They're making the NHL look good. This is terrible. The thing I, and this is even the part that I hate the most about this This is going to become a ploy by managers. They're going to use it as a tactic. They're going to use it to try to disrupt a pitcher. Say you got Garrett Cole going tossing six shutout innings, a one hit ball. And then all of a sudden it's like, Hey, let's check him twice in an inning to try to throw him off. It's going to become a ploy and it's going to completely ruin the spirit of what it was generated to do. So this is it looks stupid. It is stupid. The fact they let them get away with it in the first place is stupid. Absolutely ridiculous. And it, this, they, they, they got to figure this out fast or it's going to continue to look bad. No, I, I, and this is, this is what this show is about. Agreeing, disagreeing. I somewhat agree, but I also disagree because with Garrett Cole, I'll, I'll start there. If Garrett Cole was not using anything, was he, when he was asked that question in the interview, Instead of, instead of stalling and saying, I don't know how to answer that without getting myself in trouble. If he wasn't using anything, he said, I don't use it. I don't need it. I just go out there and pitch. And even if he did use it, that's the answer he should have given as opposed to, uh, I I, I don't know how to answer that without getting like, that tells me right there, you use it. I'm now going to assume that you use that substance to up your game now for the rookie that came off. Yeah. I saw that one too. And yeah, he should be annoyed, but I also think he should be upset with the pitchers ahead of him that have caused this situation because major league baseball. Yes. Like the steroids, like the trash shows, like everything else have turned a blind eye for long enough when it comes to cheating, where it gets to a point that they have to do something. And now this is it. Because pitchers would come out. Now, like you would see, like on my hat, under the bill, you would see a real dark substance or, or spots. Or yeah. Oh, yeah. On a hat that has a very light brim. I'm not denying they were cheating. So they're absolutely, no. they were, they absolutely were cheating. But the way that they're going about stopping this is ludicrous. It making a public, putting them essentially on public display and you're guilty, you're guilty because we're checking you. Oh, you're actually innocent. Like it, it, it's almost like they're trying to make it a spectacle just to make fun of the pitchers. And that's just silliness. You've got, these are professional athletes. These are pitchers who represent the brand and represent their teams. They represent the league. And you're 
essentially making a mockery of them right now on the field. I'm not condoning the cheating. That has to stop. You don't have to put it on public display. Come on. Yeah, I, I think it, it, is, it is a bit much. But do I, do I have a you know, personal understanding of why I think it's happening that way? Yeah, it's because the pitchers stuck their noses up at them and said, we can do whatever we want because we're the bread and butter of this league without high, you know, they did uh, without top pitching without these guys that can throw a hundred plus for seven innings in a game. Not a lot of people are going to be tuning into baseball, right? Yep. They need something like that. They need the excitement because a pitcher can go out and shut down a game and you could have a one run game. Now, is that exciting? Is that going to, you know, put fans in the seat every five days to come see Garrett Cole give up zero runs and the Yankees push across two, maybe like that's not exciting baseball. Now, some days it is, it could be depending on the defensive plays of whatever, but everyone, if you go back to the Greg Maddox, John Smoltz days, chicks dig the long ball, right? They made a whole campaign about it for advertisements. Chicks don't dig the soft stuff, paint in the outside corner. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so, but Oh, I just think it, it, you know, I said use this like childlike behavior for how some of these guys are acting, right? Well, they're both acting like children, right? Yes, I will agree with that. I will 100% agree with that. Major League Baseball is like, oh, well, you cheated. You made us look bad. Well, now, oh, well, we're going to make you look bad. No one wins, right? Like, why not if you're trying to get the best baseball for the sport? Get a panel of pitchers, get a panel of fielders, get the manufacturers and discuss it, right? I don't buy that the ball is too slippery to hold to throw because like I said, every throw from the left side of the infield to first would end up in the 10th row if that was the case. Now, some teams make it look like that, but that's just poor defense. Yes, that's called the Toronto Blue Jays. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't buy some of the argument of what they're trying to sell. On, on both sides. So another angle I want to take this is teams are going to figure a way out, uh, a way around this. You know, they are, they're going to figure out a way to still get that sticky substance on their pitchers hands. Here's my prediction. They're going to have to start testing players on the field because players on the field, especially the infielders and maybe the back catcher, maybe it's a uh, coach of some kind. They're going to go out for that meeting on the mound and somehow they're going to discreetly get the stuff on the guy's hand. They're going to figure out a way to get around this and skirt the rules. It's rules are made to be broken. And I'm fascinated to see how teams figure out a way to get around this because it's going to happen. Mark my words. Well, I I was listening to Sportsnet 650 a couple mornings ago uh, before leaving for work and it was the Halford and Bruff show. And they were joking about how, you know, as a kid, you play soccer and at halftime, you eat oranges to, you know, get your energy back. What happens when you eat oranges? You get your hands get all sticky, right? Well, yeah, exactly. Now now you're just going to say they were joking. You see pitchers in the dugout eating oranges and they're, you know, in between outings. And like it is, you're right. Baseball has been having cheating throughout the 
for the entire iteration of the sport, there has been cheating. They're going to line the cups that the the pitchers, they're going to have a special set of cups to the dugout that the pitchers use in between innings, and they're going to have it on it. They're going to figure out a way to get around this because it's such a competitive advantage. They are going to figure this out. Trust me, they will. So the the first, third, and fifth inning, whatever checks it is, is going to get worse because it'll be every inning. And, and I just don't get it. Like, it's a completely, are you kidding me, Major League Baseball? What are you doing? Get your get your poop together and just figure it out. Stop. You know, if you want to make the game exciting, make the game exciting. But stop turning a blind eye to cheating because you have generated this entire damn thing. They have. And that's always been a criticism. And a thing I don't like about baseball is it's like they allow it until it's like, ooh, maybe we actually shouldn't allow that. But by the time it gets to that point, it's so far past the point of no return that they then have to institute these like absolutely ridiculous measures. They have to have players going to court because of steroids. And yeah, and like, like now they have like pitchers having to strip on the pitcher's mound. It's like they can't, they just, they can't get out of their own goddamn way. Yeah. Of just making themselves look like morons. It's like easiness. You go back to the days of Mark McGuire looking like a bodybuilder, Barry Bonds needing a, a custom made eight and a half size hat. Like it just, it was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. No, baseball. Oh, are you kidding me? I, I just don't know what to say sometimes. Yeah. Uh, well, Ken, that was a great chat on baseball. I think there's a hockey topic that you and I wanted to discuss as well. What are you, uh, why don't you take off on that? Yeah. So there was a, a, a report that came out today um, that as an update, there's been significant friction built up between Evander Kane and his teammates last season, and he could be traded. Are you kidding me? No kidding. Like this is a guy. Yeah, I think this is less of an, are you kidding me as a, no kidding, eh? Yeah, no, no. That's a cleaner way of putting it. I was gonna say no shit, really. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like this is a guy who wanted his contract terminated because he can't control his finances. He, he he's going air quote bankrupt, even though his what he owes is less than what he's gonna make over the life of his contract. And you can't tell me he doesn't have an agent or financial advisor that says, hey we can make this work and get you still paid in playing and your debts paid off while you, you know, and as a teammate, he's like, he just gave up on him and said on the San Jose sharks and said, yeah, it's all about me guys. I I'm going to go, I'm going to go step away. I'm going to go declare bankruptcy. And then next year I'll sign a new contract that they can't touch. Right. Like, are you kidding me? Like this is, to be fair, this is a lot of speculation on part of it. But we do know it has been reported numerous times about his bankruptcy and the San Jose Sharks and him working on terminating his contract to help him out in this situation. I just, are you kidding me? Like, and I could get his teammates being frustrated with him and there's friction because he said she gave up on them. He gave up on him and he had friction with his teammates in Winnipeg. Yeah, they, this isn't a new thing at all with the Vancouver yeah, game. This like, isn't out of the blue. It, it, I, my lasting, I have two, two lasting impressions of, of Evander Kane, and one of them is actually positive. 
But my first lasting impression ever of Evander Kane is the picture of him in Vegas with the stack of hundies treating it like it's a, a telephone. It's like, well, you know, that didn't go so well. Like, this has always been a guy very public, very open, big mouth, not well-liked rumors in the dressing room, not well-liked around the league. You know, he's very outspoken for the good or bad. There's obvious issues there in his personal life. And I hope he gets that under control. But to your point of the kind of giving up on the season and his team and terminating his contract, like, seriously, what are you doing? Like, at least be an adult. You're getting paid, what, seven million bucks a season. That's not enough. Like, are are you really, really? So that's my first uh, impression of him. The second more positive impression and I got to give the guy some kudos is his feuds with Ryan Reeves. Like, <laughs> those, those are awesome. You know, I don't like Evander Kane one bit. He's one of my least favorite players in the NHL. He's an asshole. Let's call a spade a spade here. But his little battles with, with Ryan Reeves, you know, that's pretty good. That's good stuff. Uh, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt there that, you know, even the biggest asshole every once in a while gets it right. And so he got it right there. That's, but I, on a personal level for him, I hope he gets his shit sorted out because he needs to. But uh, of course, there's a rift. And what team is trading for this guy? Give me a break. Calgary Flames, hopefully. I mean, before. Yeah, you- <laughs> no, well, before unless they're you- taking maybe Lucic, then sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's funny that you bring up him with the picture of the money stack in Vegas holding up like I bet he wishes phone. he had that money now. And and then the Reeves riff because he's trying to emulate Floyd Mayweather. And yeah. you know, you know what? Evander Kane makes a lot of money, but he does not make Floyd Mayweather money. Mayweather is pretty much a license to print money. So it doesn't matter if he takes a stack like that and goes and loses it in 10 seconds in Vegas because well he'll just go home grab three more stacks like that and head back on out and, you know, do whatever. And it's funny, the rift, you bring up the rift between him and Reeves and that Mayweather picture. Well, to me, that rift is like Mayweather versus Logan Paul. If it was Logan yeah. Paul or Jake Paul, who, who cares? Whatever who cares? Paul brother it was, except for Evander Kane is playing the Paul brother in that fight, where if they really went at it, I think Reeves is going to end him real quick. Like, I don't, yeah, Kane's a tough guy, right? He's tough, but I don't think he's Reeves tough. Like Reeves is on a whole nother level. Um, But the whole, the, the friction between the team, like he's not the first guy to have financial struggles while playing. Um, The Darren McCarty, former Red Wing, former flame. He played, he had a gambling problem and he lost all his money but he still played. He still showed up. He still worked to pay off his debts. Right. Um, Was it one of the Johnsons, Jack Johnson of Columbus? Yeah. His His parents took him. Parents took him for everything he had. Like they, they took out loans, they bought property, they did everything they could under his name and his earnings. And this buggered off on him and left him holding the bill. But yep. he still played and showed up for his daddy. His did daddy? Did. He worked through to try and fix his financial problems. He didn't tuck tail and run, right? And I think that is probably where guys. There's guys that go through so many things. It's no different than regular workplace, regular life. 
people struggle with their own problems and you may or may not know about them, but a lot of times they still show up and try and fix things. They don't just be like, well, I'm going to run and hide. And I, I don't know. It's Evander Keynes seems to have been a problem guy wherever he's been. And the report about this was just not surprising that there's friction between him and his teammates. Yeah. You're always, you're a product of your own environment. And obviously envi- uh, Evander Kane creates a, a bad environment for himself. And he, you know, it, it, it's like, it's almost like you are what you eat while well, you're, <laughs> you're, you're doing what you do Evander Kane. And unfortunately the jets couldn't wait to get rid of you. And there were stories and now you got the sharks are like, Oh man, what have we done? Like, you know, eh, it, it's too bad. The guy's a phenomenal talent when he really wants to be, but he just can't keep it together. And I'm fascinated to see if anybody does take him on because uh, there's talent there, but there's also a bad attitude and a history of just kind of giving up. So it's we'll see NH- where this one goes. It's the NHL, man. There's going to be someone that wants, there was talk that people were looking at Tony D'Angelo because yeah. he was a right-hand shot on the defense, right? It's the NHL. Someone will turn a blind eye. They'll, they'll pull an MLB on it and and take that on yeah yeah he, you're right and you brought up a great name in Tony D'Angelo I'm fully expecting him to be back in the league next year because some team will be like well he didn't do anything bad like he was just caught up in the moment we're willing to give a second chance it's like ah. we spent the offseason with him we talked to him several times we feel he's really turned the corner yeah right. exactly uh-huh. exactly yeah you took his phone away during the season and you deleted his Twitter app, but whatever. Yeah, exactly. But he still found a burner account that, <laughs> that uh, he supposedly was pretty, pretty sure it was him, but you know, that's, uh, that's for shows a while past with a lot of speculation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there you have it guys. That's our episode this week of, are you kidding me? What do you guys think of Evander Cade? We'd love to hear from you guys. I'm at the BleacherCon 1. You got Ken at the BleacherCon 2. Major League Baseball, is it as big of a shit show as we're calling it to be? I, I really wanted to hear what you guys have to say about that one. Yeah, no, it's uh, there's always something with Major League Baseball, and I think that's what sometimes is very disappointing is this, what's the new black eye we're looking at this week? So who knows? Maybe the next time we come around, we'll have something new to talk about. Hopefully we can put the uh, – sticky substance situation to the to bed for a little bit and uh, i don't think we'll be able to yeah well maybe next we can talk about the the bench clearing brawl that happened down in the mexican league uh today that was pretty insane i haven't seen that one yet oh yeah if i can find it again i'll send it but as trevor said that's our show for uh are you kidding me we'll be back uh with our regular the bleacher connection podcast we uh working on some more interviews see what we can put together and I mean, we're going to have some CFL to talk about real soon here, Charlie. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll talk to you later.